Welcome to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. We examine things like habits of entrepreneurs, emerging trends, financing, marketing, unique ideas, where to get help, even how to get started on your own. Want to tell the story of your small business? Then send me an email, gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Let's talk about your small business, get some free publicity, and you can share tips with others. It's a little handshake agreement there. Today's stories, the different approaches to filing expenses and what they say about you, and five ways to prepare if you're concerned about a recession. Those stories after this. The Small Business Report, Your Money Podcast, is brought to you by Privacy.com. If you're like me, you worry about using your credit card to shop online and then having to cancel it because some cyber crook steals your data to make other purchases. Here's a way to reduce those worries. Try the virtual credit or debit cards from Privacy.com. They work to protect my identity and bank info every time I shop online. In the last year, there have been millions of security breaches when it comes to online shopping. Privacy.com shields you by using their virtual network, which is held to the same security standards as your bank and is PCI DSS compliant, meaning your info is secured with military-grade encryption. Set spending limits, monitor recurring payments or subscriptions, and better manage your accounts. Head to privacy.com slash your money to sign up and start shopping. As a special treat for our listeners, new customers will automatically get $5 to spend on your first purchase. Yep, that's free money to use on any online purchase. Go to privacy.com slash Y-O-U-R-M-O-N-E-Y and sign up now. What does your expense report say about you? Filing business expense reports is a slam dunk for road warriors who submit them often, but for the rest of us, the majority of filers who submit expense claims only a few times a year, that task can be one of the worst parts of a job. There are different approaches to expenses, as outlined by Sue Schellenbarger, columnist at The Wall Street Journal. Sue, what have you found? Well, after a lot of experience covering the workplace, I realized that people take really different approaches to expenses. And in some cases, for some people, uh, filling out your expense report is a way to get even with your employer for paying you too little. Uh, or in other cases, you don't even want to file expenses because it makes you too anxious, maybe because of the way you were raised. Or maybe you just love your company and its mission so much that you just sort of don't bother to file expenses. People really differ in the way they approach this task. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So you got some profiles on these folks. Uh, Explain the person who's the sidestepper, as you call them. Very, very common profile where people find uh, doing their expense report so confusing or tedious that they just don't do it at all. It's about one in 10 employees entitled to reimbursement don't file for it, uh, according to one study. And it's just for some, it's just too tedious. For others, maybe they were raised uh, to be anxious about money, and it's just too agonizing. Um, I ran into some who had avoided expenses for months and months, and then in turn were hiding their failure to file uh, from their spouses. Oh, wow. So you could be a sidestepper because you just don't like paperwork or... Um Or you might be anxious uh, about money. Um, Maybe the whole process of accounting for what you spent um, evokes memories of when you were in trouble with your parents for your spending or (laughs) that you have money worries and it's, you know, really hard for you to figure out how much to ask your company to return to you. There's a lot of ways anxiety uh, can arise around money. That's interesting. So uh, is it possible that some folks, I think I've done this before and that's, uh, is it really worth the two dollars and forty nine cents versus? Geez, that's uh, you know one hundred and twenty bucks. I should get that money back. 
Yeah, this is this is an issue a lot of people raise. That do you file for the dollar fifty bottle of water? Um, if you do, you get in a nasty conversation about your manager who says, "Why are you doing that?" Um, other people actually bypass big pick, big ticket items and and fell thousands of dollars behind in being reimbursed. Wow. So it's kind of interesting how people, when they're faced with this solitary task, respond. We're speaking with Sue Schellenbarger, columnist at The Wall Street Journal. Her piece is called, Your Expense Report is a Window into Your Soul. Who's the martyr when it comes to expenses? This is someone who's so inspired by the employer's mission that he treats his company like a charity. He just never files for reimbursement at all. And in, in sort of an unconscious way, sometimes sees that a way, as a way of supporting the company. And this is something that I was told pops up sometimes in startups or Silicon Valley tech companies where the mission might be a very lofty purpose that inspires the employee. How about, uh, how about some of these rookie mistakes, you know, when you're new and you're not quite sure what's involved in filing or when to file? I had forgotten how ambiguous this can be. What uh, I learned from rookies is that they really didn't know. Uh, say many employers tell an employee, treat our, our money as if it were your own. But some people think that means go out and spend, spend, spend. You know, I am spending the employer's money the way I spend my own. But for others, they think they should keep, like, booking hostels or two people to a room because they oh, oh. have been in a very frugal environment. Wow, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Who's the grifter? The grifter is a person who is fueled by a sense of entitlement, and this person will push reimbursement requests to the limit and beyond. And actually, more than half of CFOs surveyed recently have seen a rise in this type of expense filer. They might simply just push it way to the limit, always filing for meals that cost $24 when the limit to start filing receipts is 25 or they may um, be outright fraudulent and try to file for expenses that they really didn't spend. You know, you mentioned that $25 number. That was a fascinating story toward the tail end of your piece or, or anecdote about the guy who uh, the limit was 25 bucks. He'd file 24.99, and finally they they got sick of him playing the game, so they reduced it to 15 bucks, and he went right. to 14.99. <laughs> and they said, I guess they said basically, That's he's right. such a good salesman. Uh, let, let's not do this to him. He's, they he's let that it good. go. The CFO was annoyed, took it up with the employee, and he just went ballistic about it. So the CFO took it to the the employee's boss, and the boss said, "You know." Even for what he's taken us for, we couldn't hire somebody to replace him who would, you know, even make up for what he earns for the company. It's just a real rainmaker. So, I mean, it's a sad example, but it, it has happened. I've run into it more than once in my reporting. Wow. Finish up uh, with the payback artist. The payback artist, this is someone who's really conscious of money, sort of as an instrument of control or power. And you know, maybe they grew up in a family where uh, one person's money was used to control other people, um, or maybe they just use money as a tool themselves to express a feeling of being undervalued. If they feel they're not paid enough, they will fire, file for every penny or maybe even expense around the drinks that they didn't really have to expense. Um, maybe they resent the CEO's eight-figure paycheck, and they'll, they'll file for every dime as a result. Or one example I ran into was a woman whose company refused to reimburse her for a gift she made to a client of a $150 fruit and cheese basket, and the, the employee was so irate over this that she proceeded to file for every single penny for the rest of her experience there. Thanks, Sue. Sue Schellenbarger, columnist at The Wall Street Journal. More after this. I used to find apps time-consuming, mainly because I would spend hours moving information from one to another. 
all because they don't easily work together. Thanks to Zapier, not anymore. Zapier is the easiest way to automate your work, like moving data from emails to spreadsheets to your CRM and so on. By supporting more than 1,500 business applications, Zapier connects business apps and handles the work for us. Act now and go to our special link, zapier.com slash your money. Connect the apps you use most, and Zapier will do the rest. Zapier lets you instantly engage with leads, send them to a CRM or a spreadsheet, and quickly notifies your team. Build the exact solution you need in minutes without writing code or needing a developer. Save an average of 40 hours a month, like the more than 4.5 million people that use Zapier. Right now, through November, try Zapier for free by going to our special link, zapier.com slash yourmoney. That's Z-A-P-I-E-R dot com slash your money for your free 14-day trial. Zapier dot com slash your money. This human resources professional is a rock star thanks to Kronos. And this is her hype song. I'm the spark before the fire. I'm the power in the train. I have HR, payroll, talent, and time. I'm the dream and you should know that. Now we're engaging all the best people. HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. Finally, if a recession is coming, then the time is now to prepare. Steve Strauss, author of The Small Business Bible, offers tips in USA Today. Number one, he says, start to do the opposite. Warren Buffett famously advises, buy when everyone else is selling, sell when everyone else is buying. That should be the case here, too. Steve says he knows of a small business that sells boxes. In good times, like now, the owner sells a lot of expensive quality boxes printed with customers' logos. But in a recession, the business uses old and damaged boxes and offers those for sale, knowing his customers will want a cheaper alternative. Number two, he says, cut your overhead now, like finding a place with cheaper rent. Number three, look to create some new partnerships. He says you cut expenses while doubling your reach. New people are exposed to your business for very little cost, and you also can gain new areas of expertise. Number four, double down on marketing. During a recession, most small businesses retrench. Steve says, follow Buffett's advice. Buy when people are selling. And number five, he says, start a recession-proof business. Everyone is shopping online today. There's no reason you shouldn't be at your e-store. Again, that's Steve Kraut, uh, Steve Strauss, who wrote The Small Business Bible, offering tips in USA Today. Reminder, by the way, the Small Business Report is found on our website this morning with GordonDeal.com. That's also where you can hear our daily news program called This Morning, America's First News. As a small business owner, you need protection for your physical and financial assets. From general and professional liability insurance to business owners and commercial auto policies, GEICO can help. Go to GeicoCommercial.com for your free quote and see how much you could save today. Again, if you'd like to share your small business story, I'd like to hear it. Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Again, gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. Gordon Deal.